hello and welcome to the It Takes Two podcast. We are here with episode five. Episode five. It's already been a little over a month now. I know. This week we're going to be talking about growing together, um, mm. which we've talked about a little bit over the last week, and I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we've covered, I mean, I feel like the whole podcast like topic or, or theme is growth, but we want to take a episode to really just talk about you know, practically what does growth look like with one another and, and what we found to work with us. So we're excited for it. As always, if you haven't yet, make sure that you guys are leaving a review for the podcast, whether that's on Apple or Spotify. Um, you can scroll down, click the five stars, leave a written review. That helps us uh, rank in, in the podcast app and really get the, the podcast out there. But thank you to everybody that has been watching. We still have a nick. We still have to find a nickname for these yeah, listeners. I think one of the best ones we heard was Two Crew. The Two Crew. So maybe we should do a poll, like, do people like that? Yeah, I think that's the best one, the Two Crew. It sounds it sounds catchy enough, it's easy, but um, yeah, that's definitely the best one that we've heard so far. So if you have a recommendation, let us know. But if not, the Two Crew might be the one. Yeah, and then the Would You Rather poll from last week. Oh, The results right. are in, and I find it kind of shocking. So what was the question? The question was, would you rather throw up at the altar at your wedding mm -hmm. or would you rather have your ex show up uninvitedly to your wedding? And what was the results? And the results were, have your ex show up to your wedding. And it was kind of like a landslide. Really? Well, that's what we both picked. I know I, I picked it, but knowing that I feel like I'm kind of a little kooky for picking it. So to all no. you other kooks out there. I'm glad that I'm amongst good company. No, that's definitely, yeah. Everybody wants the drama of their ex showing up and to see what, what would happen over just puking in front of everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's more about no one wants to look bad, but that other person's already going to look bad. So yeah. have at it. Yeah, that's funny. So this week, uh, the new segment again. So we'll we'll do like, we'll go back on some segments eventually. But there were some goodies, but we have a new one. Yeah, we have a new one. Uh, this is the overrated or underrated segment. Thanksgiving edition. So what we're going to do is we're, we'll uh, list out some Thanksgiving foods. I think they're foods. And we'll just talk about overrated or underrated. Everybody has an opinion on Thanksgiving food. It's a hot topic. Um, it's a holiday. Well, it's not about food, but... It kind of is. Yeah. Every, I mean, everybody's divided on food. You know what's funny? This is completely unrelated. But do you remember? I used to work with this guy, and we went out to, to lunch. Yes. I was going to bring that up. Oh, I'm were? so glad you it? are. Should I not? No, you should definitely okay. say it. <laughs> so I was, uh, we were, we worked together and we were out with a bunch of our coworkers at a restaurant and it was probably around this time and I'm half Japanese, right? Everybody, I mean, not everybody knows that, but if you look at me, you're like, this dude's kind of Asian, but he, it's so funny. He, we knew each other, like we're friends, but he doesn't know like a lot about me. And he was like, well, even if your friends know you, they don't like necessarily know your family. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So he like, I, you could tell he was trying to strike up a conversation and he was like, Hey, so, you know, what does, he's like, what does your family eat for Thanksgiving? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, uh, well, uh, you know, we have the class, we have turkey and we have mashed potatoes and we have, and he was like, oh, oh, he was so embarrassed. He's like, oh, so you guys don't eat like different Asian food during Thanksgiving. <laughs> Like, like he nope. thought he was being culturally aware and you're yeah. like, you're actually really unaware. I've actually grown up quite 
white cultured, but um, that's besides the point. All that to say, food is an important um, aspect of Thanksgiving. So let's go through item by item, and we have a few here, and we'll give our opinions on underrated or overrated. You want to give the first one? Okay, yeah. First item is the queen, the bell, the ball, the turkey. Mm, just overrated turkey. or underrated? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I will go first. I think it's overrated. Mm, I think it's overrated too. But like it's a classic and I'm never not going to have turkey on Thanksgiving. But what I want to know, and I want people to comment in the comment section under this. If you don't have turkey for Thanksgiving, what do you have? Mm, I know there, there, are, there are, are alternative options out there. Ham. Ham. Chicken. Some people I know like have some Steak? kind of seafood. I don't know, but I want to know what your tradition is. But if it's not turkey, but it's f- overrated. But I'm gonna pick it every time. I've never had a fried turkey. I hear fried turkeys are awesome, but I would say yeah, turkey. Turkey's I would turkey. say overrated, especially the white meat. Overrated. I'm not a white meat girly. Dark meat all the way. Um, okay, so turkey overrated. We both agree on that. Yeah. All right, mashed potatoes. It's underrated i think that's the bell of the ball for mm-hmm. thanksgiving i think well yeah I guess, that tray is never gonna be overloaded it'll be empty every year yeah it, i think mashed potatoes are hyped but i think they're that not hyped they're enough. not hyped enough i think mashed potatoes are so underrated i think you think of thanksgiving you think turkey and mashed mm-hmm. potatoes mm-hmm. i think turkey needs to have the second seat it needs to be mashed potatoes and turkey <laughs> Just a plate of mashed potatoes with a little bit of I'll, turkey. like, go to KFC, and it's, like, the best day. It's, like, Thanksgiving every year. Oh, Adrian I loves. love KFC. Adrian, Adrian has, like, the most irrational obsession with KFC. It's the craziest. Like, any time there's a KFC we drive by, she'll be like, oh, KFC. That sounds so good. Yeah, she has a crazy obsession with KFC. Okay, I would say, yeah, underrated for mashed potatoes. All right, here's one. I think we're going we're gonna to be divided on this one. Stuffing. I think stuffing is so underrated. It's well, I just straight crazy. up crazy. I straight up don't like it. It's crazy how underrated stuffing is. It's mush. It's slop. No, no, overrated. no. If it's done wrong, it's slop. But good stuffing. Oh, I'd rather have stuffing than mashed potatoes. I'll try it this year. You've never tried it. <laughs> I don't you... like it, but I've never tried it. Adrian, literally, oh my god! I can look at something and know no, if I like no, it or not. No, 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 that's not true. Yeah. Ad- Ad- there's so many, Adrian is like the most picky eater in the entire world, actually. But I have led her to I have greener pastures. Grown. Okay. I have led you to be begin to enjoy types of food. And literally, probably 80% of the things that Adrian's like, ugh, that is so gross. She has never tried. She's literally never tried it. And I found this out, like, into dating, because I'm like, man, Adrian doesn't like a lot of things. And then I found out, like, most of the things she said she doesn't like, she actually just has never tried. So. I don't have a list of things I do like. I have a detailed list of what I don't like. And I had to actually write this out for my team one day. Like, by the way, all of these foods are off limits. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, hey, but have you ever tried it? She goes, I don't need to try it to know. But... The look, the smell, that's enough for me. Oh, my first impression is... So try it. Try it this year. Okay, I promise I'll try it. Okay. I'll let you guys know how it goes. All right, pumpkin pie. Um, I think it's overrated. I did try it. It is okay, mm-hmm. even though I didn't think I liked it. I will say, though, that everyone says that Costco pumpkin pie is the best. Really? Yeah. I, 
I don't know if I've ever had Costco pumpkin pie. All I the lazy say, ladies out there, they go to Costco. All the lazy queens. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say pumpkin pie for me. I oh, mean, I like pumpkin pie, but I do think it's overrated. I think there's a lot of other desserts I'd rather have than pumpkin pie. Yeah. But pumpkin pie with a bunch of dull... I was about to say Dole Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip, not Dole Whip. Cool Whip on there. Mm, That's good. But I would still say it's a little overrated. Okay, finally. Gizzards. (laughs) Okay, gizzards. I've never had gizzards. I'm surprised. I haven't either. But you know, it's like in the turkey, you reach in, there's like a bag of like all the innards that people will. I think they put, people put them in stuffing. Does Does anyone eat them straight up? I don't know what gizzards are. It's all the innards of the turkey, like the organs and things. Mm-hmm. They'll like collect all the things that people eat and they'll put it in, like in a little baggie. So when you cook the turkey, you reach your hand in and you can pull out the neck and you pull out the gizzard bag. My Nana used to eat the neck of the turkey. That was her thing. I, I'm going to go overrated because I've never had it, but I, I'm open to trying it. I just don't even know. Like I never knew. The answer is we don't know. <laughs> We've never tried it, so yeah. Would, because who eats gizzards? That's another poll. Who I, eats gizzards for Thanksgiving? If it was presented to me, I feel like I would, but I feel like it's never an option. It's kind of like a under the table, like hey, if you're into the nasty, here you go. Yeah, and it's like a secret sauce for all the wackos out there. Yeah, gizzards is a gizzards is a question mark for me. Also, so, the word is not inviting. What? Yeah, gizzards. No thanks. Um, you well, want let some us gizzards, kids. Yeah, let us know if you guys have any opinions on what you think is overrated or underrated, and we would love to see if we were right or wrong with that. So, anyways, that is our Thanksgiving edition: underrated or overrated? Yeah, pretty standard. I feel like we hit all the hot topics of, mm-hmm. of hot topic foods of what everybody would think, but. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do over, n- another overrated or underrated topic in the future with different, maybe different themes, mm-hmm. you know, Valentine's Day, New Year's, Christmas. There's oh, a lot. I love holidays. There's a lot we could do with overrated or underrated. But um, le- this episode, we're going to be talking about how to support each other. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit of different topics with it. Um, I think this is a, a really obviously important topic because... Obviously, marriage should be supporting and growing with one another. And so um, I guess we'll start with, and you can start on this, age, but it's it's kind of patience. So the idea of patience with, with growth, because don't you know we all need some patience with one another from time to time? Amen. Yeah, I think that no one has arrived. No one is perfect. Mm-hmm. Everyone is on a journey to growth in some way or another. And maybe some of those needs are more obvious than others at points. But um, when your spouse or someone that you're dating maybe is on that journey to growth, how are you patient with them? How can you be supportive of them as they try to like grow and improve? Because I think it's it's a hard uphill battle sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as they're making an effort, then I think that sometimes you just have to read the room, know that when they're falling short, it's like, okay, but at least they're trying. You know, yeah. sometimes it's it's one step forward, one step back, two step forwards, one step back. Maybe it's a strong walk forward, but either way, I think you guys have to learn to be understanding while they're trying to 
make that journey. Yeah, that that is a good point. And I think like like life comes with different seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously as you go as a couple, um, as a as a married couple or dating or whatever it looks like. Every season is going to be different. Where it's like you know, oh, a new job comes up, or they're wanting to maybe you're in a transition season, or there's so many different ebbs and flows, especially when you're talking about as a couple. So I feel like we can't expect life to just be the same all the time Mm -hmm. and so I think that there's going to be seasons where patience is required more and you as somebody that loves the other person has to be aware of when those seasons are and to just like give give each other a break I think that's one of the you know an important principle especially when it comes to like those tense because growth is tension right Mm mm-hmm but in those moments, it's like, you know, we you can frustrate each other and do all that. But when's the last time that you just like gave your significant other a break? Like just give them a break because we're, we're good at giving people breaks and grace. But then sometimes when it comes to your person, you know, you love them so much, you expect so much out of them. But it's like sometimes it's just like you just need to we just need to take a deep breath and you need to be understanding a little bit more, especially in different seasons. You're really good at that. Am I? I? Yeah. Every year. I'll go through this like packet of like what's going to grow in me, what's going to die me, what's going to be birthed in me, like what's my word for the year, what I mm-hmm. want to, how I want to improve, where I'm, where am I going? And I always think like, oh, okay, like I really focused on this one category of how I think I can grow. Then I get to the next year, I'm like, oh, I don't know what it's going to be. I'm feeling really good. And then I'm like, ooh, it becomes glaringly obvious that <laughs> I am not arrived in this category. Yeah. But I think I'm also really vocal like oh I think I've noticed that I really need to grow in this area and like I want you to know because like I want you to hold me accountable to that but I also want you to know because like I see it I'm trying and sometimes after the fact you know maybe something will happen I'll be like okay just so you know like I know that I didn't handle that the right way but I can see it because like I'm actually actively trying mm-hmm. and I'm putting my efforts to improving in that one way. But you're really good about being patient with me. Well, thank you. You're I think that's also your personality. But... Yeah, it is my personality. Um, and I think... How a... do you stand me? <laughs> it is a spiritual gift. No, I'm just kidding. You're easy to stand. Um, and I, I think an important aspect of, of patience is like, it's the idea of things take time, you know, and... This isn't a movie or a TV show and you see the character development or character arc of a person in 10 hours. Right. You know, this good is, things take time too. Good things take time. And so it's important to realize that like if you're going through a hard season or somebody, you know, you're significant, they're struggling or maybe they're just trying to grow in a certain area of their life, like that takes a lot of time in real life. And so it's mm-hmm. not like Monday comes and you're like, oh, I want to get better at this. And then by Friday, you're, you're completed. Oh, yeah. The, the, we're talking months. We're talking years. And I think what's, what helps with us is like is noticing when each other make a small decision on what we want to do and celebrating that. Mm-hmm. Affirmation is huge. Like, yeah. I can tell that you're trying. You're doing a really good job. And like, I noticed that in you. Mm-hmm. I think that that goes a really long way in your support of that person when they're trying to make their best effort. But also, let's say that they are not growing or they don't see it. And sometimes it's hard to bring that up to someone. But I think you can pray for them. 
That's like yeah. huge. Like not only like how do I deal with this while they're struggling, but also like God, would you reveal to them the things that they need to grow in? Because when you have a self revelation, I think that your growth is a lot more impactful and profound mm-hmm. when you discover that for yourself. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, some people out there, you know, it's like, hey, my the person that I'm with just like doesn't see this blind spot, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like I've I brought it up to them. I've talked about it with them, but they just don't see it. And it's like, yeah, the piece of advice is like, OK, we'll pray that God would convict their heart and reveal that to them, because at the end of the day, you know, as as bad as it may seem, it's like pride comes before the fall. And sometimes people, we get so prideful about things. And sometimes God just needs to humble us. It's and that, hard to have people point out something mm-hmm. in you too, like point out those flaws. So it might not be well received at first. But I think if you're praying for them and that self-reflection, I think in time that they will come to see that if you know they're really open to growing in general. Yeah. And you know we try and make it... Uh, we try and, you know, whenever we're talking with each other to make sure that we're not, I feel like our heart's intention sometimes doesn't come out with our words. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I, well, I'm saying this lovingly. Well, you don't sound lovingly, you know? And, yeah. and you know, well, even between us, it's like, remember, it, we'll have conversations and you're like, you're being snippy. It's like, no, I'm not. Well, I'm telling you that you, you are. are. <laughs> so you need to change the tone. It's like, Oh, okay. But, you know, it's like sometimes it's just we get so defensive. And I think that's one of the the um, the funny things about marriage is like we're so intimately involved. But at the same time, when somebody so intimately knows you, that means that they carry the most weight when they say things. And so they can you're you actually feel the most vulnerable when they say things towards you that could be even if it's for your benefit could hurt you. So, right. You know, you do a good job with me. It's at least like if you're saying something that I need to work on or improve on of like being very loving and, and supportive while you do it. Um, because, yeah, I feel like it's easy as a married couple to get defensive. Like, hey, do you hey, why, why, why would you say that? I'm doing fine. You know, I feel like that's a natural reaction. Yeah, I think there's a couple mechanisms that we've learned, like how to maybe either address conflict or maybe how to bring up those kind of conversations. So obviously Mm -hmm. the sandwich mechanism is something that maybe more people have heard of where, you know, the bread is like you start and end conversations with affirmation um, and you transition not with but, because that cancels out everything you just said, but saying in addition to that or also I have noticed, you know, A, B, and C, um, you know, also, I just want you to know, I want to circle back saying that I do love you and that's why I'm coming to you with this. So like the sandwich mm-hmm. mechanism, I think if you don't even know how to start, start with love. Yeah. And if you don't know where to take it, end with love. Cause I think the first thing and the last thing they heard is hopefully going to be what resonates with them the most. So I think the sandwich mechanism is a great way to start if you don't know how to start with conflict. And then the baseball mechanism so like if we're going to coffee like once a week for our little dates that we like to do you know where did each of us answer like where did i strike out so where did i totally blow it and mess up where did i have a base hit so something that i did well but can still do better and then where did i have a home run so where did i completely knock it out of the park you killed it like keep doing what you're doing and i think that is a way to affirm someone while also giving that correction, but it's not in an emotional based yeah. conversation. It's 
you know, in a controlled, like casual, like, okay, here's something that I've noticed and, and you do it back and forth to each other. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, method, method is great when you have a place that you need to start, it, but it always has to, like, you have to be genuine about it. You know, it's like the sandwich effect can't just be like, Hey, um, you look nice today, but what you said to me yesterday sucked. And why would you ever say that? And, uh, I like your hair. You know, it has to be like a genuine, like, Hey, I actually love you. I actually care about you. And, and but because of that, let me give you this, this, you know, other perspective now. Yeah. I think that's really good. If, if you have someone who, um, wants to grow, but doesn't know like where to get started, there's like a few things that we've talked about, like practically of how you can make those next steps or how you can get help to do that yeah one of the first things is um i think it's it's really unfair to expect your partner to grow in things if you're not really willing to grow yourself so i think especially as a man you know it's like okay yes i'm trying to lead adrian i'm trying to help her grow but you have to realize that everything you do comes out of what you're doing to yourself and so how am I growing myself first and, and what am I doing to help myself? And then from that, I feel like it creates a more natural environment for both of you to grow. Uh, because if you don't do that, I feel like it's easy for you, each other to get into a pointing match with each other of like, why aren't you growing in this area? Why aren't you growing in this? And instead of corporately coming together and doing it as like well. Like how can we do better? Yeah. Not just like, you have a lot of work to do, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have places that we can grow in. And maybe if you're like, they got a lot of work to do. It's like, okay, well, how can you encourage them? How can you support them? How can you maybe be more patient, Mm -hmm. be more understanding? Or how can you help them find resources where they can make those next steps? But I think if you're looking to grow, you have to find those safe spaces of, you know, where are you getting your advice from? Who are you running to when you need need that help i think identifying what are the right places to go to and obviously we're gonna we'll talk about friends here because friendships and relationships are very very important um and if you're married or dating you know that it's 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 hard to find people that both of the people click with like i click with her you click with him he doesn't annoy me like she doesn't annoy you like it's it's we're all for like really good friends like that is a lot of dynamics to be like we're good it's a lot of i mean you're putting four personalities together so you know and and there's a lot of friendships maybe that me and adrian have that it's not like oh i like this guy and she's like well i hate her his wife or whatever or vice versa but it's more so like, oh, yeah, they're nice. They're great. But there's not that like that deep, click. intimate click connection. And um, though, but it's so important to find that in a marriage, especially because to get two couples that understand the dynamic of your relationship mm-hmm. and that know you individually and together, that can help in that regard. I mean, we found, you know, a couple of our closest couple friends and, uh, you know, it was it was crazy that we both clicked and it was natural and now it's great because those are two people that we can go to anytime if mm-hmm. it's like oh my like i it, it's a safe place to go to if we ever need advice or to relax or decompress or whatever we need in that season um is really great but it's so rare to find but it's one thing to be like i'm team adrian or like your mm-hmm. friends being like, i'm team spencer and it's someone else 
who can be like i'm team adrian but i'm also team like nakamura yeah like i'm team that's good you guys versus like what's best for me that's maybe not always the goal when you're in a healthy marriage or trying to have a healthy marriage it's not always just about me it's about us yep. and if you have someone that appreciates you loves and respects you and me like i think you're gonna get a lot more of a safe place a lot better advice because they're thinking holistically about your life not mm -hmm. just one dimensional yeah they want you you both to win and i think that's the difference of if we're being honest i think there's a lot of toxic relationships out in the world where if there's a lot of girls maybe not around you but there's a lot of girls in the world that you could go to and say oh spencer's really making me angry today this is what he's doing and their response is going to be oh wow he sucks like what the heck like oh what a loser you know and they just feed on to that or even me like there's probably guys that i could go to to be like oh adrian is doing this today and he and they're like wow when you know that's so annoying why can't she be more appreciative all these things and that doesn't help anything and so our safe space relationships the people that we really click with it's like i can go to my you know i can go to my friend mikey and i can be like like this literally happened probably a month ago or two months ago where it's just like i think we were we were arguing about something and i was like oh man like it's just ah, i'm having a hard time because i just feel like you know i i'm being misunderstood and you know i'm just frustrated and emotional and he's sitting there and he's hearing me and he's like oh yeah dude that sucks like Oh man, he's like, but then he goes, yeah, but you know, just like give it, give it the night. Like, I'm sure you guys will have a good conversation tomorrow. Just like understand where she's at, understand what she's feeling. And it's like, oh, okay. They bring you back to earth. Someone who's not just feeding all your negative thoughts, but giving you a different perspective. And I mm -hmm. think that's what a really good friend will do is not just like affirm all of your feelings. Cause sometimes it's like, okay, you know, maybe you are upset, but you know, is is the reality that like everyone is hurting you yeah or like or maybe you just unhealthy right now and it's not it's not all of them maybe it's just you and you need to see things differently you know or thank goodness for people like mike you are like believing the benefit of the doubt about me like you know, <laughs> i know adrian loves you i know she's coming from a good place you know you have to consider these other factors that are going on in her life and it's not an excuse but it gives you a perspective besides just saying like Ugh, I can't believe she would do that to you. You know, you deserve mm -hmm. better than that. Mm -hmm. You don't need people who talk to you that way about your significant other. Absolutely. That's it, what's toxic. People that, who yeah. feed your negative emotions and like rile you up on things that you're already upset about. And it doesn't even have to be about your spouse. Friends that can do that about your family. Friends that do that about other relationships that you have in your life. If they're not, you know, pointing you to reason and peace, I think even to safeguard yourself, the first person I'm going to maybe isn't you, maybe isn't my friend. I have to like bring those things in prayer first mm -hmm. because then I'm not bringing all my unfiltered thoughts to someone who now is susceptible to thinking negative things about you or negative things about whatever I'm experiencing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've already prayed about this. I've already talked about this, but I do want to filter this through you because I want you to be updated on what's going on in my life, how you can pray for me, know, you know, the different ways that you can challenge me going forward because I've been struggling with this, but I've prayed about it first. So I'm not just throwing up on you and telling mm -hmm. you all my unfiltered feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning too, like, be careful. 
you know, this whole thing, be careful of who you're sharing information or getting, getting advice and wisdom from, you know, and counsel from. Because, you know, if you go to somebody for help, or advice, and maybe they have an extremely fractured relationship or something that's not going good, they will see your situation through what they're going through, and mm-hmm. then they can they can project almost onto you. project onto you and get you believing lies that were never there in the first place. So, um, you know, make sure that people, I'm not saying everybody has to be 100% healthy and good and everybody has to, you know, but understand what, who you're going to for advice and what kind of advice they're giving, whether it's godly and it, and it calms the storm mm-hmm. or whether like if you're, you know, oh, you're going out with your mom club, not you, but I'm just talk, speaking in general or you're at, hang obviously, out, not, obviously not you, but hanging out with your girls or hanging out with your guys, like after you're done, do you feel relieved or do you feel like riled up? And I think that's a good, a good marker to, okay, maybe these aren't the best people to be, I can hang out with them, but maybe I'm not getting advice and counsel from them. I think Mm -hmm. there's a separation between the two. Yeah, I think that's really good. And friends can hold you accountable, but like make sure that you're going to the right people, people with the right intentions, people who have perspective, people who are healthy as well. Mm -hmm. If you have a friend that's really going through it, maybe they're not in a place to give you advice in this season. Maybe normally they're a person you can run to, but... If you know they're going through a lot and they're seeing the world from a skewed perspective, you don't want that skewed perspective to now be infiltrated into the advice that they're giving you. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we designate, not like on a piece of paper we write down a list, but I think we just internally know what different friendships we have in our life. Well, and I think there's people where I'm like, okay, just so that you and I are both clear, I can go to like these people and I can tell them anything Mm -hmm. about us and we agree that those are safe people too like you and i are on a mutual understanding that they can know anything or if i'm like you know spencer i really want you to do this and you're not listening to me i'll go to your friend and be like okay you really got to talk to him because he's not listening to me he needs to hear this from somebody Mm -hmm. else and it's a trusted person that i know you respect yep or those are also the people that you know if you're having a bad day and you know adrian you know has uh, the mentality of like, you know, she's like, if, if things aren't going your way, it's like more shut down. So like, you don't want to talk to a lot of people, but then there are those people that I'm like, okay, Hey, I think you need to just like, I think you need to call Adrian because she's having a hard time and she needs some encouragement. So it's both ways of like bad. I've loved that. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, like, okay, it's not just me who's telling her, like, it's okay, you did fine. I'm like, of course you would say that. Of you're course like, you love Shut me. up. You're supposed to say that. You're my husband. <laughs> you're supposed to support me. But when there's other people coming in, it's like, okay, it's not just one person. Yeah. Like, this is truth. I'm hearing it from multiple sources that I trust, that I respect, that I know love me. So. And it's worth mentioning that you don't need a lot of friends. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Everybody wants, I don't know why everybody wants so many friends in this world. Like you don't need that. You actually, if you're actually like having a, you know, productive life. It's not maintainable. That's though, what I'm saying. It's to like, have that many close quality friends. It's not, you know, and we don't, we don't even have a kid. You know, we like if you're out there and you have a kid, you have all these responsibilities like you can't maintain 20 best friends like it's it's impossible. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I would go even as far to say, like, I don't even know if you can find that many people 
that click with you in that way. Like it feels forced at that point. But, you know, instead of finding more friends, that's not maybe the solution to your problem. Maybe as, as a couple, you guys have to realize, okay, maybe we just have to spend more time or invest in our current relationships and go deeper. I think it's easy to have yeah. a ton of surface level relationship friends and marriage friends. But like if things are really going bad and it's like, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on. Can you call any of those people? And if you can't call any of those people, and if I, if we were doing really bad and I couldn't call any of them and say, I don't know what's going on, I, me and Adrian are not doing good, then those are not quality friendships. They're just surface level. And that doesn't do it. There's no benefit to surface level friendships. Yeah. It's hard to take yourself like into deep, authentic friendships mm -hmm. and it takes time, but that's why you have to invest in those relationships now because you're going to need them going forward. But it, when things go bad, it's like, hey, by the way, I know we've been that close for a while, but I got a lot I'm going through. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, if someone came to me like that, it's like, whoa. I mean, uh, I don't know if I feel responsible to carry this burden with you because yeah. we don't have that intimate relationship yet. Doesn't mean it can never happen, but I think you have to be super intentional to build those relationships because, I mean, you're just not meant to do life alone. I know no. that's like a, a key phrase that you hear a lot, but... That's why, you know, daily or over time, you really have to invest in the things that really matter. Yeah. And like so too many marriages are silently suffering mm -hmm. and they're not good and they're not happy. And but they have no lifeline to go be like, hey, we need help. And I get it. It's embarrassing at times or you think it's embarrassing, but it's really not like. It's hard to humble yourself and say, is. I need help or I'm struggling in this area because you just think, well, they have it all together. They're perfect. You know, they don't have problems. But everyone has something that they're working through, whether it's big or small or now or later. Like, I think at the end of the day, if your people really love you, then they want to help you. They want to be there for you. They would rather you say something than to like never know what you had to walk through. Yeah. I wonder... And have to do that by yourself. Yeah. I wonder how many marriages that have ended would have made it if they were to just be honest and tell somebody like, hey, we are not doing good. Mm -hmm. We need help. Um, and if that's you, just like reach out. Like, I mean, if you have a church, then reach out to the church. If you know people, like just reach out to somebody because it's like, it's just such a lie of the enemy to just silently sit there and not be happy and let it deteriorate and think that that is the normal and that's what your life is supposed to be. Like your marriage is supposed to be awesome and fun and, and fruitful and it can get there. You just need to you just need to ask for help honestly. Mm -hmm. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Like, yeah. That's just not intended. So so yeah, have good friends, but but quality obviously over quantity. Yeah, I think your relationships really affect your health and like where you're growing in your trajectory so your growth can really be hindered by unhealthy friendships mm -hmm. for sure and so if you're in a season of pruning i feel for you i have been there i've been pruned <laughs> in other seasons <laughs> talking about being rejected again being pruned whatever um but i think you know you look back and you think okay like Maybe that was for a good reason, and maybe mm -hmm. that is going to take me places that I wouldn't have gone otherwise. Um, so you just have to take a real inventory of your life and the people around you and who is going to go where you're going. Who yes. can you take with you? Who can champion you and not be jealous of 
you know, maybe the, the celebrations that you have in your life, who can actually champion you and, and walk through that and challenge you as well. Yeah. And, and by the way, I know we're taking a little bit more time on this section, but especially as adults, especially as a married couple, if you want quality relationships, you, it will require intentionality and work and vulnerability and vulnerability. But you know, it's like too many people are just friends with one another because of proximity. Oh. Yeah, it's convenient relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not deep, authentic friendships. Oh, my kids play sports together, so we're friends with the family. Oh, they go to school together because we're friends with the family. That's a loose term. That can start, obviously, there. But I'm just saying, like, those aren't... You have to be able to say, okay, let's spend some quality time. Let's be honest. Let's be vulnerable because that's that's the trap of too many surface-level relationships, and then you don't gain depth with anybody. But... Um, do you want to talk about uh, just kind of the idea of, you know, we've been married for seven years now. Seven years. Going seven on, good years. Going on eight. Um, and obviously we both have changed within that time. So, so we can kind of talk about how to grow and celebrate and navigate when we change as people. Because we're not who we were when we got married. And that's a good thing. That is true. It's a good thing that I'm not who I used to be because I think, you know, growth. You got to be on an upward trajectory. Um, So I think a lot of the things that you'll hear, like take or fake, oh, like we grew apart. I think that that is just such a cop out Mm -hmm. to like just lazy, like no amounts of effort. Like, oh, we grew apart and we're we're not the same people we used to be. And it's a bad thing. It's like, okay, well, how do you keep that connection alive? How do you appreciate the new person that they are, celebrate their successes? And um, I think, yeah, I think growth is a good thing. Change is a good thing. Change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. So how do we grow together? How do we celebrate, you know, the different steps we're taking to be better people, um, and not just let that convince us that it's a negative thing. Yeah. I, when we made our vows, right, we vowed to each other. You know, I didn't vow to you as you were when we got married. And then if you change as a person and then, okay, well, no, that's you change. So that's no longer my problem. And that, no, that's like, we are in the covenant of marriage. And so because of that, we've promised each other um, ourselves to each other for richer for poor sickness and health better like, or worse better or worse like you have made your choice mm-hmm. and so how do you you know just be committed to that whatever that looks like I think that's it can be hard to do but know that just because someone has changed doesn't mean that they're bad yeah and there's there are outliers out there of, um, you of know. Of course, and that's true with everything. People that go AWOL and crazy and, you know, that's it's terrible when you hear about that, of somebody just like losing their mind and doing whatever. But a lot of the times when, as a, especially as a man, it's like if you're not liking or you're not seeing your wife become or change into who you want, then you have to ask yourself the question like, well, you are the one that led her there. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you doing to lead your family and lead your bride? And, you know, I, yes, we both have grown as people, but it's, it's taken work and it's, it's, we've grown together. 
And that's, that's the point of it is like you stay connected and through the years you will change, but you will begin to love the change in each other. Yeah, I'm glad that we weren't who I was. I got married at 21. Adrian was a little bit older, but... Uh, 24. 24. So drama. Whoa! No, but um, I'm glad we are not that version of ourselves because we were kids back then compared to what we are now. Yeah. I think it, though, when you think about growth, it's a daily decision. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when it comes to things changing, good or bad... You can't just like wait till things explode or till things are better. Like it's a daily decision to love your spouse. It's a daily decision to love who you're with. And you can't let those things get away from you and then wait till, you know, a year down the road, five years down the road. It's like, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're missing the intentionality. Maybe you were missing the affirmations. Maybe you were missing something along the way because you weren't paying attention. So you have to be really present. Um, on that journey you can't just yeah. arrive at the end and say how do we get here because it doesn't happen in a day it happens daily yeah it's like uh mar- i mean marriage is really you know the the picture i'm getting is is that like marriage is kind of like the rudder on a ship and so it takes time to really see the the results of the way that you're living your life together so it's like if you're in a season where you're like man why is our why are why is there so much tension between us why is this not working why am i not happy you know okay well you can't look at that, what happened that day or even last week. It's like, hey, what have you guys been doing the last six months, the last year? Yeah. Oh, you guys haven't been going on date nights. Oh, you guys totally. haven't been spending time together. That's probably why you're frustrated with each other all the time. That, mm-hmm. that you're, you're, you have a, a short fuse. Like those, those things are the culmination in marriage of, of habits that have happened in the past. Definitely. So, and so you take that wisdom and you realize okay, we're going to start making changes today, but we might not recognize those changes and feel it in our marriage until six months or a year from now. Yeah, until later on. So, so, but that's just, that's just the, the idea of it. Of and that's two. the patience that you need in mm-hmm. the growth process. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's, um, let's kind of conclude here. I don't know if we'll have time for Q&A. We'll, d- we'll decide once we get there, but um, we can talk about a little bit with like fighting because... Me and Adrian fight all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, I roll. Fi- fighting happens in marriage or arguments or disagreement, whatever you want to call it. Everybody, everybody calls it something different. But if you're trying to grow as a couple, like we're two. Com- I mean, me and Adrian truly are two completely different people. <laughs> like our personalities are different. The way that we see life is different. And so, because of that, you, there there will be friction. But friction is is good if you want to grow. So you want to talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of our rules in fighting and and how we do and what we don't do. Yeah. And we talked about this before. Like sometimes I'm a processor and you're a solver and I just need to take time. So I think if you're fighting and you're going through seasons of tension, because there is tension in growth. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're going through those seasons, I think you just need to not have your conversations around a ton of emotion. I think mm-hmm. you need to be more logical about what you're saying because you don't want to say things out of passion that you don't mean. Yeah. So you need to take time to make sure that you're in the right headspace to have this conversation so it's actually productive. We're not fighting so that I can just, you know, I need to vent to you about all the things that you do that bother me. Yeah. That's not really going to get you anywhere productive. So how can our fights, if you want to call them that, how can they 
get us to somewhere productive? Mm -hmm. And how do we safeguard each other's feelings as we have these disagreements and discussions? Like, we're never going to talk about how divorce is an option. Like, well, if you love me, if you don't love me, why don't you just leave me? Yeah, we you know we, we don't we don't say things like that because you're planting seeds that either those are options or oh why don't I do that or like you don't really love me I'm not speaking those things over myself or over you mm-hmm. we're not cursing at each other normally <laughs> <laughs> today I, I mean, don't well, you're saying you're I, saying things <laughs> that are honestly out of love because you care about them if you didn't love them you wouldn't have a disagreement or even want to talk about it yeah if you love them you're actually looking for a solution so when you're having those fights or those arguments you have to know you're coming from a place of love and if you're not ready to come from that place i don't think you're ready to have that discussion yet yeah emotion emotion will cause you to say more than you mean yeah and when you do that especially as a husband, you have to realize that your words are, are weighted so heavy. And so you have to be careful because when you say something, even if you don't mean it, those words are out there and then, and it's received from the other person. So even if you say something in the moment, emotional, and you don't mean it, then that, that person now has heard those words and it becomes real to them. And so that's why you really have to protect yourself when in fighting, come up with rules, boundaries. And that's what, you know, yeah, me and Adriana, we'd never say divorce in a fight. Um, I've learned to be patient. We talk about patience. And, and, and people will probably, you know, be on the same page of like, I, we're very different to where like, if, a, if Adrian hurts my feelings and she says, I'm sorry, I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> like, that's just, it just, that's how my mind works. Hey, you're mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I, let's go to dinner. Cool. Like problem solved. It takes me time when you say you're sorry. I'm like, okay, I know that's true. And I receive your apology, but like, I'm not feeling ready to just like change my emotions on a dime. I need to like process what you've told me. I need to think about that. I need to like let my heart know what my head knows and let that go all the way through. And I used to be like okay oh like come on i said i'm sorry like aren't we done with this fight already i said i'm sorry yeah did you need anything else i yeah no seriously i used to be like what are we doing here i said i'm sorry and you said you forgive me so why aren't you all happy and cheery and you know but i've had to learn like okay you it takes a lot to process those feelings so sometimes in in bigger moments it's like hey i'm sorry and we resolve it but i gotta realize that she's still like reeling and getting back on track with how she feels maybe for a day maybe for two days and so because of that i'm understanding and i realize that it's not like oh it's all good all right let's go but i have to be sensitive towards how she's feeling in that moment but that just takes getting to know one another and how each other processes and how we feel about that but and i think in fighting like if we're having a huge disagreement and it's getting like maybe really emotional I think the last thing that I want you to do is to like, okay, well, I'm like leaving. Either like you're walking out the door or you want to go to a different room or you're like taking the keys and you're leaving because like you just have to blow off some steam. Then that makes me feel abandoned. And fights are super vulnerable because all your emotions are out there, Mm -hmm. Um, whether they're tamed or not, they're all out there. So when you're like, if someone were to say, I'm just leaving, I can't handle this anymore. And you walk out or you leave or you drive away. That's not beneficial. That's not going to get you to a resolution either. Yeah. And that's pretty, it's just, and it's the hardest 
place to be selfless, but you have to be selfless. If you want productive disagreements, because disagreements can be productive and you can have a unified win in the end. Um, and that's the goal is we will get mad and irritated at each other because we're different, but you can always come to a good resolution at the end of it and learn going forward. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because it makes her feel this way. Maybe I shouldn't say these things because, and, and the goal is, you know, of course you disagree, you'll disagreements and fights will happen. Um, because you were two people, but it, I think it will become less frequent. Like me and Adrian aren't fighting every single day. <laughs> like we, we, you know, in terms of if we're talking about big, I don't even know how you categorize that big fights, but they don't happen often. Um, and generally when they do happen, it's because of a, like a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. So, so we've gotten better and are continuing to get better at being caring for one another. And, and we learn, you got to learn from your fights. If you're having the same exact fight over and over and over again, then something's got to change. You got to figure it out because yeah. that should not be happening. We got to find a compromise, find a resolution, find a way to move forward. Yeah. And someone's got to give a little bit, you know? It's hard to say I'm sorry. It's hard to say I'm wrong. It's hard to say I can improve in this way. But um, I think we all can. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, you, we do, you know, have some Q and A's that are coming in. Uh, what we're going to do though, is we, there's like categories of Q and A's like, and there have been a couple questions that have come in more about like marriage intimacy and things like that. And I think what we're going to do with those questions is we're going to have a whole separate episode where we talk about like sex and marriage and, and everything like that. Just because like, if you're single, you don't need to be hearing that. Like that's just, <laughs> you don't need to know about any of that. So I think we're going to do a separate episode with that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we'll try and categorize the questions coming in with what we're talking about in the episode. So if you've asked a question and it hasn't been answered yet, just, you know, our ask is be patient because we're trying to make everything kind of, you know, go together. Yeah. We want it to be fluid. We want it to make sense. We want it to reach the right people. Mm -hmm. And so um, we really appreciate all your questions and appreciate your guys' support. Um, know that when we get your questions, we are praying for you. Mm -hmm. Like. I know that, you know, life can be hard sometimes. Um, yeah. So we want to be able to provide support and provide not just like our thoughts and opinions, but the best like answers that are biblically based, that are prayerfully considered. And, you know, it's not just on the seam of our pants that we're answering these things. We actually really care about um, the advice we're giving. Exactly. So um, make sure that you guys leave a review. If you haven't, if you didn't want to pause the episode and leave a review, go after the episode and do it. Um, keep asking questions and engaging with us on social media. Uh, we're so thankful for every single one of you that are watching and listening and being a part of the It Takes Two family. We'll probably have an official name for you guys next week, hopefully. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. But we love you guys. Uh, we're praying for you. Um, and thank you for listening to It Takes Two.